Hi, I'm James Richardson with a quick word on the audio treats The Athletic have in store this season. Three times a week you get the award-winning Totally Football Show with the likes of James Horncastle, Raphael Honigstein, Carl Anker and Rory Smith and me. Uh, Mark Chapman hosts The Athletic Football Podcast a flashy four times a week with David Ornstein, Adam Crafton and many others. The Athletic Women's Football Podcast will have all the Women's Super League coverage off the back of their brilliant Euros and the offside rule is back too with weekly episodes. That's not all. There are eight dedicated club shows. There's Adam Hurry's joyous football cliché show, Michael Cox's insightful athletic football tactics podcast, the offbeat TIFO football podcast, and a revamped football manager show too. You can get all of these shows wherever you find your podcast or listen ad-free on the Athletic app. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. If you missed last week's 10 Tips for FPL Success episode, check it out at some point this week before Friday's Game Week 1 deadline. It's hard to believe that we're about to board the FPL roller coaster once again this weekend. It's going to be so good to have the Premier League back on the box. You can probably hear it in my voice that I had a big weekend. I want to say a big thanks to everyone who came along to the Donegal FPL meet in Letterkenny and Downings over the bank holiday weekend. It was brilliant. Too bloody good, as you can hear. Special thanks to Paddy, FPL Viking and Steve, FPL Ferry for organising it. If you get a chance to go along to a fantasy football event this season, go for it. They're great and it's fantastic to see them happening all over the world now. On today's podcast, I'm going to answer questions from Twitter, reveal my latest Game Week 1 draft, talk you through the players on my Game Week 1 watch list, and discuss captaincy for the first four Game Weeks of the season. The code to join the Athletic Mini League is 7I82QE. That's 7I82QE. You can compete against me and the Athletic Riders in that one. And if you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers, which is just £1 a month at the moment. It's got to that stage of pre-season now where there's just a few days to go, so we really need to hone in on players and teams that we want to make our picks from. So hopefully going through some of these questions will help you to decide on some of those final decisions that you're trying to make over the next couple of days. The first one is from Josh. What are you going to do differently this season to last season in terms of picking players and transfer? So like I mentioned on last week's episode, I think this season is perfectly set up to be a little bit more aggressive. With the unlimited transfers at the World Cup, lots of managers are likely to play their first wildcard early sometime between probably game week three and game week eight so i think with that you can be a little bit more aggressive with your game week one picks because you've got the get out of jail card with those unlimited transfers and an early wild card so for me i'm usually pretty safe with game week one picks it's usually players that i'm picking for the long term for 
you know, eight, nine, ten plus game weeks. But this season, I'm looking a bit shorter term. I'm probably only looking at the first four or five game weeks in terms of fixtures when I'm picking my game week one squad. So players like Marcus Rashford, Perisic at Tottenham, Neto at Wolves, these are all really popular picks on FPL Twitter and on social media platforms. They're kind of players that I wouldn't usually go for in game week one because they all come with a little bit of risk. But I think given that we're likely to be playing our wild card early this season, you can go for those kind of players. Leon Bailey at Aston Villa is another one. So I'll come back to Bailey and Neto later because there is a question on those two. So I think my game week one squad this season might have two or three slightly risky picks. Whereas if I went back to my game week one squad from last season, it would have been a lot safer and a lot more long term focused in terms of transfers. I don't think things will change for me too much. I will tend to do my transfers on a Friday night slash Saturday morning, but maybe first two or three game weeks, I'll go a little bit earlier because of those rapid price changes. Question from Mark Cram. Mark, like myself, is really struggling with goalkeepers. Mark says he had Ederson in all of his drafts, but now wants to downgrade to free up funds for an upgrade elsewhere. Who do you think is the best 4.5 million option? And is there anyone at 5 million who you think is worth the extra 0.5? So in my own team, I had Ederson as well in a lot of my drafts. But I think, as a lot of you will find, the closer you get to game week one, you always feel like if I had another 0.5 or if I had another 1 million, I could do something quite nice outfield in my starting 11. So Ederson dropped out of my team this week for the first time. And Ramsdale went in. I started two seasons ago with Ramsdale when he was 5 million and then I had a very good time with him last season, first half of the campaign when he was 4.5. I think he's a pretty good option at 5 million. He's my favoured 5 million goalkeeper for game week one because the early fixtures for Arsenal are good. Mendy don't have a huge amount of love for Chelsea at the moment, the way their preparations haven't been great for game week one. So I think Ederson is a great option at 5.5. I really like Ramsdale as well at 5 million. Question also said, who is the best 4.5 million option? I have Sanchez at Brighton in my team at the moment. Again, early fixtures are pretty good for Brighton. We kind of know what we get with them. I don't love the Sanchez pick, but we did have some comments from Brendan Rodgers this week about Danny Ward being a potential number one at Leicester if Schmeichel moves, which could happen. Now, Ward is only 4 million. So that would kind of change things big time in terms of FPL goalkeepers. So you could even look to have Ward at 4 million and someone like Sanchez or David Raya at 4.5 and you could rotate them. For example, I think Holly Shand had a post up on Twitter this week that Ward and Sanchez, so the Leicester fixtures and the Brighton fixtures, rotate quite nicely. So that's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on. Now, Ward hasn't taken part in much of pre-season. I think he did have some kind of knee injury. He was expected to make a return to action on Monday. So look into that one a little bit more if you are considering more. But that would be the dream for us FPL managers. If Schmeichel leaves and if Leicester don't sign a replacement, if we get Ward at 4 million and he's going to start every week, he is going to be in every single FPL team. He might not be the number one choice for FPL managers in terms of starting him every week, but he's certainly a good option as your bench goalkeeper. And then you can play him when Leicester have the good fixtures. So that's certainly one to keep an eye on. That might solve the goalkeeper problem for us because I think it's been the most difficult position to kind of nail down during this preseason so far. Another good question here from Noah Hagberg. Which is the best defensive option at 5 million? 
Noah is trying to decide between Cash, Zinchenko and Trippier at the moment. So I think all three of those are viable options. I do think Zinchenko will start game week one, but I still have some slight rotation concerns there over the first couple of game weeks for him. So I'm probably going to swear Zinchenko, but I'm hoping that he is going to be a good FPL option for us this season at 5 million. I think Cash is a great option. Villa have good fixtures. He's got attacking potential. Trippier likewise. I do think Cash probably has... Slightly more attacking potential, certainly from open play anyway. Trippier obviously has some set pieces as well, but we need to kind of wait and see how many of those he's going to actually have in particular corner. So between Cash, Sinchenko and Trippier, for me, Cash probably just about shades it. But I think there are some good other 5 million defenders as well. I really like Walker at Manchester City and Doherty at Tottenham. I probably like Walker and Doherty more than any of Kai, Sinchenko and Trippier. Walker obviously plays for the best defence in the league. Should start the first few games. City didn't sign Kukurea, so Cancelo will probably play left back. And Walker looks pretty safe for the first couple of weeks at least at right back. So I do think, I still think Cancelo is going to be in my team at 7 million. But I'm tempted to go for Walker as well if I don't go for Ederson in goal. And then you've got Doherty at Tottenham. Perisic is very popular at 5.5. You can't quite afford Perisic. I do think Perisic is the Tottenham defender to go for. But if funds are tight, I think Doherty looks okay for the first couple of game weeks as well. Again, these are players, they do have slight risk. They are rotation risks. But for the first three or four weeks before the Champions League kicks in, I would expect Doherty and Perisic to get a decent amount of game time, even if they're starting games, coming off, as long as it's after the dreaded 59th minute mark. If they can get those clean sheets locked in, get substituted after 64, 65 minutes, we'll take that all day long. So Walker and Doherty, for me, are above Cash, Trippier and Zinchenko. Question from Mr. AVB. The shortest question, but one of the most important questions Neto versus Bailey. So we've got Neto at Wolves at 5.5, who was very popular over the last couple of game weeks. And Leon Bailey has now emerged at 0.5 million less, playing very well for Aston Villa in pre-season. And I think the thing I like about Bailey most, it's not his performances, it's the comments from his manager. I don't put too much stock into pre-season, but I'm always keen on what managers are saying about certain players. And there's been some very promising comments from Gerard saying... Basically saying that he's making it extremely difficult for me to leave him out of the game week one fixture. So I think both players, Neto and Bailey, they've got good fixtures. They're cheap. They're low risk. I think you can go for them. Now, I think the thing you need to be careful with is if you're leaving 0.0 million in the bank in game week one, what happens if it doesn't work out and where do you go afterwards let's say they blank for the first two game weeks and you don't want them anymore it can be quite tricky to upgrade so for that reason I did have Neto in my team a few weeks ago Bailey was in it for a couple of days but now I've replaced both of them and I've got Martinelli instead at Arsenal at 6 million Martinelli comes with some risk of rotation as well but he's had a good pre-season Smithrow hasn't played much so I think Martinelli like Perisic and Doherty I'm expecting plenty of game time first two or three game weeks and then we can reassess it with the early wild card so I like Martinelli because Arsenal are a better team than Wolves and Aston Villa for a start also much easier to drop down to Neto or Bailey from Martinelli if Martinelli doesn't work out than it is for example if, if you go for Bailey game week one if he doesn't work out and if Martinelli or Neto start well it's always much harder to upgrade so for that reason 
I'm looking at a six million price point in my midfield for that position with Martinelli at the moment instead of a Neto or a Bailey. Question from Andrew Wilson. Top three Liverpool assets to own. The current three in my draft are Trent, Robertson and Salah. Trent and Salah are definites in my game one team. One of the very few. I think I've only got five players that are locks, which I'll talk about when I reveal my draft. Trent and Salah are two of them. I've got Robertson at the moment, but I'm still, like many other people, very, very torn on the third Liverpool spot between Robertson and Diaz. I think it might come down to me wanting to have one 8 million midfielder. And for that reason, Diaz might end up winning the race. So at the moment, it's Trent, Robertson, Salah. But I can see myself switching Robertson out for Diaz closer to the game week one deadline. Next question is from FPL Canadian. If you plan on playing a Tumium, what he means there is two premium assets. I'm not too keen on these words, Tumiums and Threemiums, but we'll go for it with a question. If you plan on playing a Tumium with Jesus as well, is it better to go Haaland or Kane over Son slash De Bruyne so that you keep the flexibility up top right? So what he's saying here is, is it better to go with a premium midfielder and a premium striker rather than going for two premium midfielders, for example, Salah and Son or Salah and KDB? Because if you go for the two premium midfielders, you're kind of ruling Kane and Haaland out of your team. So I do like it. I think... Again, there's no right or wrong way to play this because we don't know how the first few game weeks are going to go. The closer we get to game week one, Son and Kevin De Bruyne are still in my thoughts as well. But I'm pretty set in Salah. And I do like the team structure idea of having one 11.5 million striker as well in your Tumium. So at the moment, I'm leaning towards Salah and Kane. But I'm going to give Holland a lot more thought between now and Friday as well. So for team structure reasons, I do like a premium midfielder plus a premium forward. But that's not to say the people who go for the two premium midfielders could be the ones who come out on top. So it really comes down to how you want to play it. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be impossible to get to a Kane or a Holland if you start the season with two premium midfielders. Question from Aditya. Kane versus Haaland, what is your final view? So I still don't have a final view because we still have a few days to go. Obviously, like many others, watch the Community Shield on Saturday, which didn't exactly make me sprint to replace Kane with Holland in my team. I just really like the Tottenham fixture in game week one against Southampton. I really want to have Kane for that. And usually, here's something I might do differently again to previous seasons. I, I don't like booking and transfers. But when I'm going to talk about a captaincy matrix later, in it, and I, I put it together today for the first time, just for the first four game weeks, and what it made me realise is I just really want to have either Holland or Kevin De Bruyne for the Bournemouth fixture in game week two. I'm going to find it extremely difficult not to have one of those two. And for that reason, I am open to going with Kane in game week one. And if all goes well and nothing else goes wrong, switching Kane to Holland, probably with an early transfer on Sunday or Monday, just to protect against price falls and price rises. Kane to Holland, captain against Bournemouth game week two. So again, that's something I really need to weigh up this week. I need to decide whether I'm happy to do that or do I just get Holland game week one if I want to captain him in game week two. So that's probably going to be one of my biggest decisions this week, but I'm pretty set on having at least one of those guys in my strike force. Question from FPL Physic. 
have you considered three playing forwards? I'm not seeing any teams with them. Everyone has a 4.5 million forward who won't play. Yeah, most teams you see on social media do have two strikers. Some even just have one striker. And then a 4.5 million who won't play. So in my team, I've got an 11.5 million forwards. I've got Jesus, like every man and their dog. I think his ownership is 70%, which is insane. But again, he's underpriced, so it's not really a surprise. And, and a good preseason as well, and good fixtures. So I think it makes sense to get Jesus in game week one. So I've got a 4.5 million forward, but I have played around, and I probably will again this week with three forwards. So if you're going to do that, you're probably looking at a 4-3-3 formation, maybe a 3-4-3 formation, but I think there's so much value in defence that it makes sense to have four defenders, if not five. So I have considered it. And on to the next question, because it's related, from James Maltby. Are we mad to still be considering Mitrovic? Apart from game week one, he has some decent early fixtures. Or should we just get a budget enabler and upgrade our defence or midfield instead? So if I did go for three strikers, it would be probably would be an 11.5 striker, Jesus and Mitrovic, because I just think Mitrovic could be excellent value this season. And I don't really mind too much what the fixtures are like, because to me, he's a bit of a set and forget option. So you plug him in, even though he has Liverpool game week one, who knows, he could get something and he's got some nice fixtures after that as well. But I think it's unlikely. I think I'll be on most likely a 5-3-2 formation or a 4-4-2 formation. I think I'm probably between those two as we get closer to game week one. But again, if you want to play with three strikers, I think it's absolutely fine because there could certainly be value in players like Mitrovic and those around his price tag as well. Final question is from Eric O'Connor. What are your thoughts on an Arsenal triple up and who would your three be? I like it. They've got good fixtures and they're one of the you know top five or six teams in the league. So why not? And a lot of them are very kindly priced as well. So I mentioned Jesus. I think he is probably the best pick at Arsenal. Underpriced, like I said, good fixtures, good preseason. I like Saka as well. Really good last season. Yes, he's 8 million now, but I still think he could be good value at that price tag. Always passes the eye test when I watch him in an Arsenal shirt. Always pops up in good positions and he's a good finisher. And the third one for me then is probably going to be a defensive pick. And I'm going to say Ramsdale because I think he's probably my pick of the 5 million goalkeepers. And he might end up in my team to begin with. But there's there's good options in that Arsenal defence as well. Some of them do just come with a slight bit of rotation concerns. And Shenko, Ben White... We don't really know what's going to happen long term in that defence and that's why Ramsdale is just the safest way in. So Jesus, Saka and Ramsdale if I was tripling up on Arsenal. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. (laughs) 
Next section of the podcast is the part you've all been waiting for, my latest draft. So I should say before I go into this, I have done less tinkering this preseason than I have ever done before. I was determined to wait until this final week before really deep diving into it. So I probably made three or four drafts over the last month. I kind of jump in once a week, make a few changes, jump back out again, then just spend my time absorbing information. I think that's the healthiest way to do it going into a new season. So had a quick play around with it again today and I ended up on a 5-3-2 formation. There is, I'm going to say there's five players here who are definitely going to be there when the deadline comes. Trent, Cancelo, Salah, Jesus and Andreas Pereira, the 4.5 million midfielder. So in goal, given that news about Ward potentially being the Leicester number one this season, I've gone for the Ward and Sanchez double up because they rotate quite well fixture wise. Five defenders who I would start every week, Trent Robertson. Cancelo, Rhys James and Perisic. Midfield three of Salah, Rashford and Martinelli. Front two of Kane and Jesus. And then on the bench you've got Pereira, Da Silva from Brentford and Plange at Crystal Palace because I really like his name. So a couple of things on that. Goalkeepers, like I said, really undecided on that one. I could end up on a 4.5, a 5 or a 5.5. So again, Haaland versus Kane and the goalkeeper position is probably what I'm struggling with most going into Friday's deadline. Trent, Robertson, Cancelo, James Perisic. So like a lot of you, for me, it's going to be Robertson versus Diaz. Going to chew on that for the next couple of days. Reese James, not sure how I feel about Chelsea. But again, if we don't put too much emphasis on pre-season and if we kind of go back to the season they had last season and in particular when Rhys James was on the pitch he was a fantastic FPL asset obviously we've got some concerns is he going to play right centre back is he going to play right wing back who knows what's going to happen but I still think he could be a very very good option and I'm definitely open to starting the season with him and then just seeing how things go on the first wildcard Perisic I think I'm going to end up going there I know there's concerns but again I'd rather be on him with his potential. He could break the game this season, playing out of position, basically. You know, he's going to spend a lot of time in the final third. He's going to get the clean sheet points as an FPL defender. So I just think he's got the potential. He was in my first draft way, way back at the start of July. And I think he could well be in my final draft as well. Salah is a definite. Rashford, I'm not really sure on. I'm not sure how I feel about him. You know, I think a lot of us were hotter on him a couple of weeks ago. Closer we get to game week one, for me, he still feels a bit risky. He's mainly in there because of price. I mean, United's fixtures are not even amazing. So Rashford might drop out before Friday's deadline. Martinelli, again, not 100% sure there either. Neto or Bailey could come back into that position. Kane and Jesus, it's Kane versus Holland. Jesus will stay. So I'm not as settled as I would like to be. I'm recording this on Monday night. So there's still three or four days to go. So hopefully by Friday, I'll be well settled and it'll just be one or two small decisions after the press conferences and there won't be too much last minute panicking. But I think I think like a lot of people, you know, there's going to be chopping and changing over the next couple of days and there's, there's lots of value out there. There's lots of good options this season, which I think is good for the game. So that gives you an idea of where I'm at with four or five days to go. So in terms of other players that could make it, my current watch list, I have whittled it down from 
about 35 players. Now there's only 21 other players on it. So goalkeepers under consideration, Ederson and Ramsdale. Defenders, Matty Cash, Trippier, Walker, Doherty, Lewis Dunk, Dallow, Nico Williams and Patterson. So in terms of 4.5 million defenders, I like Dunk and Dallow the most of that bracket. Probably Dallow just shades it as a wing back rather than a, than a centre back. Dunk can get goals, but will he get five like he did last season? Probably unlikely. So Dallow has you know lots of potential to get goals and assists. Whereas with Dunk, you're probably just relying on goals from set pieces. And then you've got the four million guys, Nico Williams at Forrest and Patterson at Everton. So I, if I do end up going with four big defenders and a four million, it's going to come down to those two. Patterson's getting lots of minutes. Coleman need to get an update on his fitness later this week. If Coleman doesn't look like he's going to be back for another few weeks, then Patterson could be the pick of the four million defender. So Nico, between Nico Williams and Patterson, they're going to be battling it out this week. But again, for me, it's I either go with a 5-3-2 formation with five big defenders and no four million, or I go a 4-4-2 formation, and that's where, you know, maybe I drop Reese James. I'd probably be more inclined to drop Reese James rather than Perisic at the moment. But then the other thing I could do is if I want to go Diaz instead of Robertson, that means Robertson drops out, Diaz comes in, and then you get a Nico or a Patterson. Midfielders on the watch list, lots of 8 million guys, as you would expect. Diaz, Kulisevsky, Mount, Saka and Madison. And I've also got Harvey Barnes, Neto and Bailey. So the draft I mentioned there doesn't have an 8 million midfielder, but my watch list has 5 8 million midfielders. So that tells me there's lots of 8 million guys I'm interested in. So I really should start the season with at least one 8 million midfielder if not to. So I think that is where I'll probably end up come Friday. And then the strikers on the watches are Holland, Callum Wilson and Mitrovic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Moving on now to captaincy. So I'm going to talk about Game Week 1 captaincy first and then I'm going to talk about captaincy for the first four game weeks. So I put a poll on Twitter today about game week one captaincy so basically you had to vote for your captain for the first game week there was 8,000 votes in this one the options were Salah was the first option then I put Kane and Son together I also put Holland and KDB together and the fourth option was other it's very annoying on Twitter they only give you four options for a 
poll that would be very handy for people like myself if they could give us six or seven options. But this gives us an idea of what is going to happen with captaincy in game week one. It was no surprise, Mohamed Salah absolutely smashed everyone out of the park. 80% of the vote. Kane and Son got 15% together. And Holland and De Bruyne only got 3%. I was quite surprised with that. It's quite low. Obviously, the champions from last season, only 3% voted for Holland or Kevin De Bruyne. And then other just got 2%. So, Mohamed Salah is going to be massively captain in game week one. He's playing a promoted team and he's playing for one of the best teams in the league. So, that is where I'm going to go with my captaincy in game week one as well. If I go for Kane, I will be tempted because I really like the Southampton fixture. But Mohamed Salah, Mr. Reliable, promoted team I'm not going to overthink my captaincy in game week one now looking at captaincy in a bit more detail for the first four game weeks so this is something I always try and do I mentioned it on the 10 tips podcast make yourself a captaincy matrix and update it often it helps you decide which players you want to captain often and that will help you decide which premiums you need for your game week one team and what your first couple of transfers of the season might look like so I just basically write down the best captains, I think, for each game week. So looking at game week one, I mentioned Salah. I think he's the best option against Fulham. Then you've got the other options that I mentioned in the poll. Kane Son against Southampton. De Bruyne and Holland are away to West Ham. So away to West Ham, never an easy fixture. So that's why I think most people are going to lean towards Salah. And then that's why Kane and Son are also second in the vote. On to game week two. This is where we're probably going to want to have a Manchester City asset captain at home to Bournemouth so this is where Kevin De Bruyne and Holland come into it I've seen a few people talking about doing something interesting I think Mark Southerns was talking about this on FPL Black Box he's talking about starting the season without Salah and the reason he's doing that is he's talking about starting with Son Son and Kane for a Southampton fixture obviously two great assets for a great fixture that leaves them with the option of going Son to KDB for game two captain or Kane to Holland, give me two. So he's going to buy himself a week of information on Manchester City and then decide which one looks best for the give me two captaincy. And I don't hate that. There's logic behind it. Yes, it's going to be scary not to have Salah captain in game week one, but there's no right or wrong way to play this game. So keep all of these things in your mind and don't be afraid to think outside the box. So give me two best captains are Man City against Bournemouth if you don't have a Manchester City asset I mean you could go someone like Cancelo as well these defenders probably should be in the captaincy conversation more often Salah is at home to Crystal Palace game week two so if Salah does well against Fulham most of us are probably pretty happy to captain him again against Crystal Palace in game week two on to game week three game week three is a little bit tricky for captaincy so Kane and Son play Wolves at home that's pretty good De Bruyne and Holland are away to Newcastle and Salah is away to Manchester United. Now, Salah had a lot of joy as a captain last season against Manchester United in both fixtures, but there is a new manager there. So I'm hoping as a Manchester United fan, Salah doesn't do as much damage as he did last season. So again, all three teams and players from those teams are probably okay captains of that week, but I think game week three is a little bit trickier than game week one and game week two. Then you get to game week four. And I think Salah is the standout at home to Bournemouth. So already, before we have any information on the season, it's Operation Target Bournemouth. So we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. So just looking at those first four game weeks, it tells me I definitely want to have Salah. And I need to really think about Manchester City game week two against Bournemouth. And then game week three, I don't think captaincy 
you, you probably don't need to worry about it too much because you're going to land in game week three with at least a decent option. Even Salah against Manchester United is probably absolutely fine. So make yourself a captaincy matrix. Yours will be different to mine, but I, I do find it very useful for decision making. That's it for the game week one preview if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review and give it a retweet on twitter hit subscribe as well so you don't miss next week's episode if you'd like to support me as a full-time fpl content creator and get lots of extra content along the way visit patreon.com forward slash fpl general or just google fpl general patreon happy tinkering best of luck for the opening round of fixtures and i'll talk to you again next monday to pick the bones of game week one and look ahead to game week two so remember every monday this season you will get a podcast from me the athletic fbl podcast thank you for listening the athletic